Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Awesome. Can I have a massive round of applause to Di Porter, everyone? Thank you. Am I working, Matt? Can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Uh, right, I'm going to go get straight into it because we've only got an hour. Um, yes, if you can ask questions at the end of the session, but also if we can interact a little bit as well, it makes my life easier. And I think you'll get more information of what out of what I'm giving you today if we do a little bit of interaction. So... I'm just going to do the first slide because uh, da, 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 da. the way I work is if just one of you get a golden nugget from today, I've done my job. And it's really difficult when you've got an audience of so many because you need to know your audience. And I don't necessarily know you guys. So what I've, I've decided to do is to give a high level presentation and all types of marketing. And that's PPC, SEO, social media, uh, Google Business Profile or Google My Business, even print and QR codes. So then at least by the end of today, this presentation, my goal is that you'll have an objective, be able to understand what type of marketing will fit your business because we're all different, right? And with marketing, and I'm sure you all feel like this, everybody gets overwhelmed. Everybody's like, oh, crap, I need to go on social media. I need to be posting every day. I need to do a story. I need to do a carousel. Oh, I need to do some networking. I need to do some DMing. No. As long as you have a strategy and you have a goal and a focus and the beauty of service accommodation, we can niche this, which will make everybody's life easier. Now, the good news is I do a little bit of service accommodation as well. So I can kind of cross-fertilize my digital marketing skills with what we do with service accommodation. Um, I'm probably not as advanced as you guys because it's a side hustle. We've got three essays in the north in, in Wigan and we've got a couple of holiday lets abroad, one in Gibraltar and one in Rhodes. And there are different strategies. So I'm going to give you some third-party stories of how we've driven traffic to our websites and we've done business as a one-to-one -one perspective rather than going on all the different channels like booking.com or whatever, okay? So the objective on the slide for the podcast people, to provide knowledge to allow you to make an informed decision on which marketing channels to concentrate on because you can't do it all and we all don't have lots of money to do it either, all right? We're all not Rob Moore on it every day, right? Okay, so the first thing you need to do is know your audience and I'm gonna get a pen. And you're probably going to go, okay, what does she mean by this? And service accommodation, everybody wants to go into, you know, have a service accommodation. Everybody wants to book a, book a room or a hotel or whatever. What do you want about Di? No. Because remember, if you're going to do it national or global, you've got a hell of a lot of competition out there. So what you need to do is know your audience and then niche it. Start it small and grow on it. Slowly, slowly, and it's compound effect. So... Who could be your audience? Now, I'm going to do a diagram. Wow, these are big patterns. Okay, and I'm going to do audience here. Okay, that says 5% there. 
of your audience, 5% tend to have an intent and they know exactly what they want. They know exactly the location, they know the exact kind of property they want, they know exactly where they want to stay, okay? That's an intent and that's 5% of your audience out there in the world, 5%. And what we tend to do is focus on that 5%, which is fine. And you can use strategies like pay-per-click, PPC, which is paid traffic, where you'd send paid traffic to that audience who have an intent. But what about this? What about these guys here? What about that exposure? These guys, 85% don't even know what they want. They don't know. So you need to get in front of them, and that's what we call exposure. So it's not a deal straight away, it's finding out who you are and where you are. And if you look at Google now, from a search engine optimization perspective, you look, we all use um, you know, uh, Alexa, um, Google Home, we ask questions, we, we, we provide answers. So when we're looking at this audience here, what you guys need to be thinking about is what would my audience be asking? So for example, if I had a relative who was in a hospital and they're gonna be in a hospital for, for two months, what would I be putting in Google for me to find somewhere to stay? And you can see how that could be niched. And that could be a strategy, especially if you've got accommodation near a hospital. I shouldn't knock over the board, should I? Does that make sense? So that's where I'm niching it down. Then you've got 10% who kind of know what they want. So the whole point is you take them from this top level of funnel to the 10% who kind of know what they want. So then you're fighting against hotels or big brands or other people who are doing service accommodation. That's where you need to be different. And that's where you need to show your, I hate the word USPs, but your USPs and, and how you are different to the other service accommodation providers out there. And then you go down to the 5% which is the intent. So when you're marketing, you need to understand your audience and where they fit in this sales funnel. And that will prevent any overwhelm, okay? So I had a go of the types of audience I thought. And again, this is where, have I missed anything? But this is where I, a little bit of interaction. So on my slide, I say the type of audience could be contractors, could be professionals, could be a family, could be couples. So if I give you a third party story of us, we've actually got, I forgot, we've got four properties in Wigan, which are SA, three are, uh, flats in, a, in, a, in the center of Wigan, and one is a house which is just outside of Wigan. And the house just outside of Wigan, we concentrate just purely on contractors. That is our audience. And it's more of a long-term let, well, long-term service accommodation, long-term stay. The, the flats in the central Wigan are very short term and very much weekends, two nights, three nights. So that audience is more about going out in Wigan, going where there's a, there's a football stadium in Wigan, actually going over to, to Manchester or to Liverpool. So, so you can see it's a different type of audience. So from a marketing perspective, how do I get from to that audience? Okay. Then location. This is massive for you guys, wherever your service accommodation properties are. Location is key from a marketing perspective to niche it, right? So you could argue, oh, I want to target everybody. Brilliant. 
If you've got all the time in the world and you've got all the money in the world, you crack on and go market to everybody in the world. But that's not reality, right? We have to start somewhere. So if you break down locations from world, national, county, towns and villages. So our strategy is really concentrating on Wigan and the little surrounding villages of Wigan. And then on top of that, anything which could be, like I said, a football stadium, a hospital, where are the events happening? So all our marketing is just around that niche. Okay, makes sense? Cool. Where's my click? And then your audience, why are they going? Why are they going? So again, you're thinking, you're getting into their mindset. Is it a holiday? Is it an event? Is it a business? Again, is it staying in a ho is, is family member staying in a hospital? Why are they searching for accommodation? And then once you know that, that's where you need to be. Whether it's on the social media platforms, whether it's on Google from a natural perspective, whether it's on paid, you're getting into their audience. And again, like I said, the way Google works now, it's not just keywords like service accommodation, Wigan. Brilliant if you're on page one for that. Brilliant. But it's more about, oh, I'm going to, okay, Taylor Swift won't be in Wigan, but there's an example. The Taylor Swift concert in Wigan. I wish she would, but no. <laughs> the Taylor Swift concert in Wigan. So if you'd done some marketing about that prior and you knew that event was happening in a year's time, you do the marketing now to just get that exposure. Do you see? So then you're planning it. And that's again taking away the overwhelm of digital marketing. So know your audience. And the reason we do that is then to get you exposure. This is the reason why we do this is exposure. You know, I know, and you guys will know way more than I do on, on all the different, you know, like Silverdoor or Booking.com or Airbnb or whatever. Yes, we need to use our platforms because they've got lots of money on budgeting and they can get in front of the audience, right? That's why we use them. The downside is we have to pay for it and they're in control. So I'm not saying don't use them. I'm saying you just want to have your control as well and to have your own exposure. Okay? So, now, I don't know how many of you actually have an online presence or if it's just using the, the marketing channels. But if you want to do your own marketing, you need an online presence, which means a website of some shape or form, okay? Now, it could be something very simple to just showcase who you are, what you do, and these are the properties we have. So there's not a lot of investment in that, but it's just there. It's a one-page website. You've got an online presence. Think of it like a business card. As a phased approach, you don't need to go straight away of, of having all your properties on there, integrating into the into like like I said, the third party middleware, having you know booking forms or calendars on there. You could start with just an online presence. Remember, we want to get exposure, which showcases your properties. Because again, think about it logically. When somebody's looking for a property, one of the main things they're going to do it is a bit of a, a apart from a contractor, they're probably you know as long as it's near a pub or a little, but somebody else would be, it's more of a, a personal, it's an emotional purchase, should I say, staying in accommodation. So if it looks good, you know, if it's on trend, and if I see that on your website as an online presence, 
you've got a tick in the box from me. Okay? So it doesn't need to be complicated. But the reason you do this is because we're going to drive traffic to it. And we're going to cross-fertilize between the social media channels. That's why you do it. Think of it like a business card. If it's, okay, I'm going to, if it's not great, then again, why would you send traffic to a site which is poor? So just think about, again, that logically. If you had a dress shop in the center of London, you'd have dresses, your best dresses in the window, right? You wouldn't have an empty window. It's the same concept here. You need to have a website which showcases your properties and who you are and your expertise to drive traffic to it. Now I'm gonna jump here to add on this. Why would you do this? They say it's about 11 interactions now before somebody will do business with you which goes back to the exposure. That's why we're doing this, it's exposure. And you know, and everybody goes, oh God, I can't keep doing this. It's exposure and it takes time. That's why we're doing it, okay? So when I'm driving traffic to a website, and we'll talk about the marketing channels and how I get it there, what do I want them to do? So you see I'm breaking it down. What do you want them to do when they go to the website? There's actually different things you can do. And this again goes, back to what type of SA business you have. So if I give you an example of our property in Rhodes, where we do a minimum of seven nights stay and 14 nights days, we actually want them to get in contact with us because it's just a small niche business and we just rent it out in the summer months. So our website for the villa in Rhodes is purely to showcase that it's got a lovely pool, great views, and to get them to fill out the booking form. Because it's not lots of interactions, it fits for us. Do you see how different strategies work in different ways? So it could be that you want them to call you up. It could be to fill out a form. It could be to book, of course. It could be to download a brochure. And it could be, do you know what, and Rob says this, give good value content. These are the easy ones. The booking is then when you do an integration into third party software. Or you could just have a simple booking form actually and then do the, the last one. So do you see it fits different strategies and different, oh you're a superstar Matt, different budgets. So my job today is to give just, as long as you get one golden nugget, I've done my, I've done my job, right? So going back to online presence and a website, what do you want them to do when they see this website with your beautiful accommodation? Call, fill out a form, direct book, download a brochure, give good value content, and even just have a simple booking form. What I can do is when we're on the Q&A, I can show some examples of websites we've built which showcases some properties. One in Wales, um, I don't know, does anybody, do any of you guys know? I'm asking a question now. Mark Doyle, he's one of the VIP uh, trainers here. So we built his website, The Myriad. So I think he's got 11 apartments on there. That's right, yeah. So again, the, the goal of that, that website is to have all his apartments on there. So it's one website, the, the Myriad group, and it has 11 apartments. You can either book in a form or you can get in contact. So that's in conjunction with having them all on the other listings like booking.com and blah, 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 blah. It's exposure. Okay? Okay, perfect. I've got some interaction. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so now, now we're going to get to, right, so we've talked about, to reiterate, the audience. We've talked about you need a presence to drive the traffic somewhere. And now we're going to talk about how do we get the traffic there, all the different methods. So let's do it. Apologies if you already know anything, know this, and if you if you do, shoot your ears. If you don't, you, you can ask me a question about it, and if I talk too quickly or if I go too much, too far, right? So search and optimization, and I do forward slash content marketing now. So like I said, I've been doing this for twenty three years now, and you know, and I've been through the whole process of SEO, you know, the panda updates, the penguin updates. Uh, white hat, black hat, SEO techniques, how you could get on page one 10 years ago, really, with a bit of content, a title tag, and you're on page one. It was bloody brilliant. Not anymore. It's so competitive. And this is why I keep going back to you need to niche it because you're fighting against in, you know, an industry where there's massive budgets. We just have to be smarter. Okay? So SEO, being on page one of Google for certain keywords... Or answering a question and solving a problem. All right? So like I said, if I had an emergency and my child was in hospital and I was on holiday, uh, sorry, she was in hospital, she was somewhere in the country and I had to go and stay, I would want to find some, some kind of essay accommodation. What would I be looking for? That's what you need to think about. Okay? So the different techniques of SEO, and I'm going to keep it high level, this is massive local Local SEO. So ranking for pages of content, I'm going to simplify it down for locations. So if I did our Wigan example, it would be Wigan, it would be Pemberton, it would be Apley Bridge. I want to rank because it's going to be less competitive. And remember we're doing this exposure for 11 interactions. I've got a high probability of being on page one of Google for those types of terms. And I'll give you an example when we do the Q&A. I did a test. So we, 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 our website's called um, moda.rentals. So I did, and be interested to see on the DNS here, we are up on page one now for service accommodation Wigan. And we put that page live a couple of weeks ago. I think it's about position five. So there's an example of, we did it so niche, we got a result quickly, and now we can use that as a compound effect. Remember, the reason I'm doing this is for exposure, okay? So I can show you guys later when we do the Q&A of that example so you can see I'm telling the truth. Um, so locations. Right, another way, and looking on the slide for the podcast people, is, is a Google business profile. Does everybody, does everybody know Google business profile? I'm sure Kevin and Caroline have spoken about Google business profiles and so forth. So if I just give a backstory on that is... About, so it's been around for a long time, but if you remember um, during COVID, um, obviously we were all stuck you know, at home, and I think that's where social media as well really took off. You know, social media's been around for a long time. It just wasn't that, we weren't that active. Um, I'd say, you, we all know during COVID, that's when it became really active and very prevalent, shall I say. Um, Google was suffering, obviously. So they were, they're a business, right? And they need to make money and they need to people to make money by clicking on ads from a pay-per-click perspective. Um, and they've also got the problem of Amazon and eBay. And Amazon, you know, how many people now go and search for products direct in Amazon rather than on Google? So Google's a business, believe it or not, is struggling 
from a search and optimization perspective. So what they did quite cleverly during COVID, they did some adverts. And I think it was the was it Tommy Fury, Yana, and um, the, the, the actress who played Cilla Black. They did adverts to support local businesses. Yeah, that's right. They did adverts to support local businesses during COVID. And they were pushing Google Business Profile, Google My Business. And the reason they were doing that is because they wanted everybody back searching on Google. That's why. And it's free. And what it's also done is kind of yell, or yellow pages, you know, if you're my age, yellow pages when we used to have the yellow pages, right? Where we'd find uh, our car insurance and our home insurance. Do you remember we used to call up? And now the Yelp books like that. They never made it into Google, really. Yellow pages became Yell, then it became Hibu. Like, what the hell's Hibu? And then it's gone back to Yell. Who searches on Yell now? Nobody. Well, where's, where's, that, where's that audience gone, right? Google Business Profile. Google My Business. That's where Google have come in. And it's perfect for service accommodation. Because you can set up Google Business Profiles for your locations. And it's free. And what that does, it allows you to be visible, and it's called the snack pack. So you tend to have your sponsored ads, and then you have your listings for Google Business Profile. And they've done that to give local businesses a chance to be on page one of Google. So why would you not use it? What you have to do, though, is be a bit smart when you do it, and you have to optimize it. So it has to be done properly. You have to have good images. You have to set it up. I think for service accommodation, you, you can't add products and categories but you can add things like a hotel, like has it got a bathroom, has it got you know, twin beds, double beds, or whatever. You can, have, you can break those down, I believe, but don't quote me on that. But you can post regularly on Google Business Profile. And you remember what I said at the beginning? Exposure. So why would you not do that? A simple post of, you know, of your kitchen or, of your, of your, you know, I don't know, made it with breakfast or whatever. A little bit of content and a call to action. Because I'll say it again, you remember I said about SEO and content marketing? It's all content marketing. So you're writing the content to get me to do something, remember? But you're also writing it for the Google algorithm. So when you're sat there thinking, oh God, why am I doing this marketing? You're doing it for all these different many reasons if you do it right. There is a real compound effect. Okay? So... Search engine optimization, local SEO, location SEO, Google Business Profile, locations and posts. That one, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I clicked it right this time. So I'm just going to put them on here as well. So we've got, oh, Matt, these pens don't like me. SEO and Google, my business. Okay. Right. Another way to drive traffic is PPC, pay-per-click. And that's your sponsored ads. And you're all probably going, why the hell would we spend money with Google? And it's the most easiest way to, to, to lose money with Google and to bleed money with Google. Because again, Google's a business and they want to take your money. right? But what it does do, do you remember the slide where I had the 5% intent? You could have a strategy where you're driving 5% who know exactly what they want to your ad. So do you see we're niching it down? You're probably using geolocation. You're going to have compelling ad text, and you're going to that direct landing page. So you're being clever about it, which will prevent you from bleeding money with PPC. 
Because if you look at it, they're all doing it. You know, the, you know, the Hilton's doing it, Parkin's doing it where I stayed last night, all on, on PPC, and they've got massive budgets. But the way you beat them is you niche it down, compelling ad text, and direct to a specific landing page. Because the way PPC works as well, it's not just about budget. There's also this concept of quality score. And quality score allows the smaller businesses to have a chance to, to fight against the big boys. And the way you get good quality score on pay-per-click, like I said, is compelling ad text and a very good landing page. So don't rule out pay-per-click. And that's called, looking on the slide for the podcast people, the search network of PPC. Not necessarily for you guys, but you've also got display marketing. That's where you get the, you know, the banners. You might go on a, on a page and you get the banners. Might work because it's visual. And remember, some of the people who stay in your accommodation would be emotional booking, shall I say. And then Google Shopping, no. Not for service accommodation. That's if you want to sell some things. Um, but if you do sell things online, very good. Because you get a visual first and you don't pay for the impression. You only pay for the click. All right? Right, and now social media. Blimey. What do we do on social media? So, okay. All right, we've got Insta. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a Insta and Facebook together because you can post on both at the same time. So I'm gonna do Insta and Facebook together. Then we've got, if I spelt it right, LinkedIn. We've got TikTok, and you're probably going, what the hell? Um, YouTube. I don't, I don't buy into Twitter for, for this type of marketing. You know, what's come out today, is it Thread or something? I think Meta are competing against Twitter now and it's just gone live, Thread. Um, I was speaking to my daughter about it this morning. If, you, if, you're not on, if you're on Instagram, they're using your, um, your profile name, so it's all right. But if you don't, then I'd suggest you just register your name anyway on Thread now. It's a bit like grandfather rights. Um, yeah. So what do we do on these social media channels? Okay, there's two strategies here. <laughs> there's the exposure, and then there's a growth strategy. Okay, the exposure is where you're going to get your audience right again, and you're going to showcase what you do. And the key to social media is be consistent, and even if you can only commit to once a week or once a month, do that. Again, the way the algorithms work is pretty similar to Google. So they want consistency and they want good value content. If you can't write good value content, if you can't be consistent, don't bother. But commit to what you can do. So don't commit to every day if you can't do. Don't commit to once a week if you can't do, because it'd be detrimental to the algorithms, okay? Now, what you need to do on social media, and only you guys can make this decision, is decide which of these channels is going to be your main pillar. Which ones do you want to focus on the most? And that, that content you put on that, you repurpose on the other channels. And you're not as focused on those. It's more about getting the content out there for exposure and having the assets out there. Because if you did a YouTube short, right, or YouTube video, and you, did, and you got 10 views, but in a year you got 1,000 views, you'd be pretty happy with that, right? Remember, why we're we doing this is for exposure, to make money, all right? So choose your channel. You're going you're gonna to be consistent and then repurpose that content 
on the other channels. So for me in service accommodation, I would be doing, I'd be showcasing, your, your, you know, again, the lounge, the kitchen, what you offer, uh, meet and greet if you do meet and greets, you know, um, what attractions are around your location. Remember, answer question, solve a problem. That's what you're doing on exposure. And on likes of Instagram, you can do different types, right? There's different audiences again, so you can do stories for the people who see stories. That's like categories on a website. And then you can do posts for people who just scroll. And you want to mix it up, and you want to do carousels, 100% carousels. And make sure they're good quality images, right? And don't have like made beds or whatever. I know that's, you know, I'm not telling a granny how to suck eggs, but they need to showcase because it could be an emotional booking. And what do you do? Do you remember I talked about locations? So when you post, you bring in the locations again. You know, and there's an argument here, like um, Instagram, you know, they give you 30 hashtags you can use on Instagram, right? And we go, oh, well, I don't need to use 30 hashtags. Well, I'll argue against that because why did they give you 30 hashtags? It's how you use the hashtags. If you're going to dilute the hashtags and just use a load of hashtags, then no, it's not going to work, right? But if you can sectionize those hashtags, and what could you sectionize? You could do five hashtags in different types of locations where your property is. There you go, you've already got five hashtags pretty quickly, right? And then you do longer tail hashtags, which are more like, you know, our properties are near a hospital. I keep bringing that one up, I don't know why. Uh, our our property is near Wembley, let's say. Wembley is a hashtag. Do you see? So I can break down those 30 hashtags. Because again, why are we doing this? this is for exposure to beat, beat the big, big boys. Because big boys don't do this properly. They might have all these marketing budgets, but they don't do it properly. So if you just niche it down and do it properly, you will beat them. And you will make more money. Because we can be more agile, initiative. What I would also suggest is, and, and look, don't think this is a chore. You're doing this for, because of your business and, and to make money. So I would plan your content. And something, again, for you guys, seasonal must be important. You know, even when if you've got uh, accommodation near the, you know, Fort Park or Chesington, you know, it all starts opening, doesn't it, in, in April. You could be talking about that prior to it. You should be planning content now for the Halloween nights in those parks. Do you see how you can be more intelligent? You should be playing, play, you know, the, the football's not happening now, doesn't it? Start August again. So you could be finding out, okay, Wednesday, and you could start posting on your social media channels. Because why are you doing it? Exposure. Why are we doing that? To get in front of your audience. And why are we doing that? To make money. It's the same, yeah? LinkedIn, you're probably thinking, why the hell have I put LinkedIn on here? LinkedIn is more of a B2B platform. But if your property is more on looking at contractors or corporate, then where's your audience going to be? Highly likely on LinkedIn. If you're not targeting that audience, then don't waste your time on LinkedIn. Do you see where I'm trying to kind of niche it down again? If your audience isn't corporate, then don't bother. Do, would we put our villa in rows on LinkedIn? No, absolutely not. What's the point? It's not our audience, isn't there? But the house in Pemberton, yes, because we want more corporate lets on that. And again, we're doing it exposure, to get exposure because the types of people who are on the, in corporate, you know, it might be procurement, you know, it might be the PA of, of, of the MD. So you need to get into their mindset of what they're looking for. So they might be looking more for things like, you know, do we get a meet and greet? What's your insurance? What's your liability insurance? They might want to know a little bit more credibility 
how far away is it from our, our, our location? Is there parking? Because there's more people who's going to be in the accommodation. So you, you see how I'm tailoring that to somebody who's doing a holiday layout. They want to see where the pool is and where the beach is. So it's, it's quite logical. That's why I love what I do. So LinkedIn for corporate, Instagram and Facebook for, you know, face, uh, for, for any type of exposure. Now, why have I put YouTube and TikTok? I'll go back to assets, and I'm not saying these are going to monetize you, but if you're already doing the content, why would you not put on these platforms? Why not? It's an asset. You know, I think we had a giggle before on um, SEO like 10 years ago. You, you did some title tags and a header one. You're on page one of Google. And some of those rankings are still now today, and I'm convinced their grandfather writes. It's the same for these other social media platforms. So if you're doing a video, a walkthrough of your accommodation, Yes, if it's going to be put on Instagram, why would you not put it on Google Business Profile? Why would you not put it on um, a YouTube or a YouTube short? Why would you not put it on a TikTok? Why not? Because it's already there, so it's just exposure. It's not a big deal for me, right? And you can really... It depends how far you want to go. You know, I'll give you a couple of names. You know, uh, there's, there's, the, there's the legal queen on TikTok and there's Mick, the taxman on TikTok. The strategies they've done, they've, become, they've come across very likable and very knowledgeable in their industry. So you could do the same and become the expert in service accommodation in your area with your properties. And that's all you do. Okay, we work with a company in Wales. They, um, their service accommodation is a, uh, a train station. It's been converted into a train station. So all their posts are quite quirky because that's their audience, that's their niche. All right. Why have I put growth? It's all well good putting content out there, right? But you can't be read-only. The algorithms hate it and your audience hate it. And again, don't deem this as a chore. You know, you do this in, you know, in the evening when you have a glass of wine. You know, you, you follow people. You comment on what they're commenting. You like their comments. Because then it shows you giver monkeys that it's not just read-only. That, yes, I'm, I'm getting this to exposure to get you to book my accommodation, but I'm kind of liking you and seeing what you're doing. So then you know, uh, you know that I'm there. And the algorithms want to see that, and they'll give you more reach when you use those hashtags. Don't be read-only on, on the social media platforms. Okay? I've definitely learned how to use the clicker now. This is something I've done today. So you need to understand why you're doing this. So social media growth, followers, create your little tribe, turn visitors into followers, engagement, connect with your audience, and give good value content. And then don't forget what's your conversion. So do you remember at the beginning of the presentation, I talked about filling out a form, calling up, booking direct, or filling out a booking form. Remember your call to action. Because the reason you're doing it is because you want someone to book and make money. And again, don't get scared with content. You know, we say, oh God, I don't know what to write. I've got to write with fresh content. You can repurpose that pretty much every eight weeks, right? You can, because you're going in front of another audience. So don't feel like, oh my God, I don't know what to ask. I don't know what to write. You know so much content because you're dealing with your audience all the time. So when you're speaking to someone and they're asking you a question, that's the kind of content you need to put out there. All right? Then I'll quicken up a little bit. Other channels, mm, but I said I was going to talk about them, is email marketing and prints. Now, for service accommodation, I, 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 okay, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, 
I don't see it really necessarily as a, as a way of acquisition. I don't see that really. Um, I know Rob uses email marketing a lot in Progressive and does very well. Again, he's got the audience to have for that. For you guys, I think where it might add value is existing. When you've got that booking and you want to keep that person, you know, you want to turn that person to a lifetime value. I'm going to say customer because they are, right? Lifetime value customer. And you know what? Do you remember when I talked about, oh, we're focused on the ones who are the intent, the intent, intent, and then we get them, and then we don't look after them. Oof, it's crazy, right? So they're the ones you, you want to look after to get the repeat bookings. So with our villa as a third-party store in Rose, they get a discount. So once they've done the booking, again, it's a different amount. It's not a high churn, but when, they, when they, we, we keep in contact with them and they get a discount. So the way you can do that is just keeping in content and giving them things from an email marketing perspective. That's the only reason I think I'd use email marketing from a service accommodation perspective. So do you see how we're taking some marketing channels out of the equation? Because you don't need to do it because it doesn't fit with what you do. And then I put this one up because I thought print leaflets and QR codes. And I think QR codes are, have come back. QR codes were, you know, they, they've been around for years again, but they seem to have just come back. Uh, you know, well, I was watching TV the other day and we buy any car, you know, they had a QR code on the advert. It's like, shit, really? Um, I think you, you guys could take advantage of QR codes as well, especially in what you do in, your, in, in the property. And we're just converting the listener now. So, so when they go into our property now, all, all the details are on QR codes. So the Wi-Fi is on a QR code. The help cheat sheet is on a QR code on how to use the bloody TV. Uh, the... Um, it's all on QR codes. So we've broken it down to get categories of QR codes. So then we don't need to worry about print. We don't need to worry about, uh, God, can they find the bloody URL? All they need to do is take a QR code. So again, we're simplifying it down. And I just think that gives you an edge. You remember we're trying to beat the big boys? Well, you're a little bit different, a bit quirky. So I would really look into QR codes as a way of simplifying down your systems and processes when people arrive at your accommodation. You know, we, we have customers who use QR codes in LinkedIn posts, you know, and the QR code directs them direct to a product for them to buy. It's the same concept. Why can't you direct people to your information, your content, or even to a booking form, right? So I'll reiterate again, because like I said at the beginning of the presentation, if you just get one golden nugget today, I've done my job. So you need to know your audience, you need to have a website presence, then you need to choose the different marketing channels to suit your business. So whether it's high churn of, of um, people staying in your accommodation, whether it's more of a, a long-term holiday let, who is that audience, where are they? And then what do you want them to do? Is it you're giving away some content for the exposure? Are they booking, booking direct? Or are you sending them to booking.com? Filling out a form, a call, download some brochure from a QR code, because then you've got that interaction and that exposure. Because remember at the beginning, we just don't want to do these guys. We want to do these guys as well. Okay? So I think I've mentioned this as well before on, I've probably talked a lot and I've given you all these different channels and strategies like, oh crap, which one do I do now? So again, to simplify it down, your main platform, you should spend about 70% 70, 70 of your time on that one. So choose it. So we as a, a business of advances, we, we choose the website where we add blogs and so forth. And then those, that content from the blogs is repurposed on Instagram, 
and Facebook, and then repurpose on the other channels. But I'm not that bothered about them. Our two ones are our website and Instagram and Facebook, and that's where we generate the most of our business. So that stops the overwhelm when people say, oh, I can't do it. Do 70% and then the other ones, just put it out there because it's an asset, right? You've got to be consistent and you've got to turn up. But don't think you're not, you're not, you're not, we're not 15 year olds watching videos on TikTok or, you know, that, that's not the reason we're doing this. If you have the mindset we're doing this to make money and to get exposure, trust me, you'll start doing it. It's, it's funny how you'll start doing this as just part of your day to day. You know, just when you're just making a cup of tea, or I'm just going to follow some people who I might, who might, who I think might want to come and see my, come stay at our accommodation. Five minutes of your time, right? If you do that iterative, you've got a compound effect, right? So, these are some websites we've created. So, uh, you can go and have a look. Uh, the Myriad Group, which is Marks, and the different types. So, different, again, this is where you need to, you need to think about what, what, what do I want my audience to see? You can really simplify it down and have a one-pager, or you can really showcase the properties. Again, it depends what, what you're doing. So, um, so there are a couple of ones we've, we've done. This one here I thought might be interesting as well. If any of you go do, I don't know, we've kind of moved into it as well as a side hustle, is uh, property management as well. So Rodessa, uh, we've done a, oh God, a JV in, in Rhodes, and they do the property maintenance. So they have a website again for exposure to do property maintenance. All right. And that's it. That's who I am. And I know we've just gone live with a website as well. This is a bit scary. So Zenzone. Where's Zenzone? Zenzone. Hi, Zenzone. So we went live with it yesterday, didn't we? I believe. Which is, a, a, again, it's a, it's a one pager where it's got your branding on there, Zenzone. It's got visual match with the colours. It's got two of your properties. And if you look at the website, the property colours match the branding of the website, which is perfect. Again, what are we doing? We're, we're beating those big boys already, right? Because the colours match your branding. Then it's got all the information of what you do and how to get in contact. That's a great example of a one-page website where you can drive traffic to to get exposure. So well done. And that's it. So is that about right, Kev? I've not talked too much, have I? No, absolutely fantastic. Hope you found that useful and informative. So, so Di, um, she's created a website for us and also manages my social media and repurposes content and all of that good stuff. Well, Di doesn't, but her team does. Um, so that's something else that you might want to get in touch with Di about. About, as well as uh, you know, general marketing that Di has spoken about. So Di, um, for people listening into the podcast, yeah. what would be the best way for them to get in touch? I'd say my Instagram, diforster.uk. Diforster.uk. Because um, yeah. they can't see the site, can they? Um, then if they go to um, advancesadvances.com. And how are we spelling advances? <laughs> oh God, you're good at this, aren't you? A-D-V-A-N, S for sugar, Y for yacht, S for sugar.com. And they can email me as well, which is Diane, D-I-A-N-E, at advances.co.uk. Fantastic. So, did you enjoy that, everyone? Yeah. I hope Massive so. round of applause for Die Force, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. 
You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation. 